Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. All right, so I am just prefacing this particular episode um, with a few little updates for you. So what you are about to hear is... um, a little podcast that I did this week on, you know, when God saves you from yourself. It's, it's really powerful. It spoke to me. I mean, I just am blown away by our God. And this particular episode is a testimony to how he just shows up and shows off in my life in profound ways. But if you stay until the very end, um, <clears throat> you'll get to hear a bonus episode. I don't know if you call it an episode, but inside our home. Um, And what you're going to hear is just a funny little segment where the kids and Harry, you know, we always joke about funny situations in our lives and adding them to the podcast. And so every now and then when a funny memory comes up, the kids are like, you totally need to put that on the podcast, mommy. And it always centers around funny things that Harry does in his fatherhood. I mean, let me just tell you about my husband. He's amazing. He's profound. He's the most supportive man. He loves God. He, you know, all the things. You get what I'm saying. But having said all of that, he um, he does parenting a little differently than I do. <laughs> and it's comical. Um, it's, it's just comical. And so this isn't like, you know, any kind of comedy show worthy content or anything. But if you stay to the end, there's just a little nugget that I would sh- I thought I would share with you knowing that you're in my thinner circle and um, that I can just share more things, more private things with you. So I thought you might enjoy it. And again, if you stick around to the end, you'll get to hear all of the funny stuff. Have a good day. Well, hello and welcome back to the podcast. So today I want to share with you a personal experience I had where, you know what, I feel like God... God showed up. And on some level, I can't even explain this, but on some level, it's like he somehow just protected me from myself. I mean, what I'm about to share with you is so corny, but if you're like me and you're struggling to, you know, stop doing the things that you want to stop doing, like have you, if you're on this weight loss journey, do you ever find yourself knowing what you should do? and then not doing it. (laughs) And what is that the definition of? But you know, I mean, it's like, you just keep doing the very thing that you don't want to do. And you don't know how to stop yourself. Well, let me just tell you, I'm not exempt. Like, I'm not exempt. I'm human. I'm not some holier than thou Christian life coach for weight loss for life who has arrived and I live in heavenly places void of mistake or struggle. No, I'm a woman, quite possibly just like you, if you're a woman listening to this, listening to this. Um, and I have, I have stories. I have desires. I have cravings. I have urges. I have habits. I have stories about my habits, all of these things. So let me take you through what transpired so that you can kind of make sense of what it is I'm attempting to articulate here. So yesterday, yesterday afternoon, um, my husband was away and we're, we're closing on our other home for sale. I don't know if you've been following me, but we've been in a season in a wilderness and we've had another home for sale and blah, blah, blah. 
the update is it is pending. So thank you for your prayers. I mean, I, I, I just, I want to go off and praise the Lord and just talk about his, the evidence of his hand in my life. But anyhow, I digress. <laughs> so my husband was away yesterday. We have a window that broke and so we had to go and he's working to have it replaced, blah, blah, blah. So all day he was gone. And I woke up and I had a powerful day. I could feel God's presence. I just leaned in and trusted him where he was taking me and just was, you know, feeling like I I have a role, like I'm to be his servant and I'm to do what he's asked me to do. And so, you know, I do the things. And so I was having an amazing, amazing day. And Harry left and I just felt like, I felt like, you know, I kind of want to take my afternoon nap. <laughs> Lazy, you know, just cozy. It's snowing. I want to take a nap. And I literally laid down and zonked out for a good, probably 11 minutes. And it was powerful. It was like all I needed. I woke up. I was still in a good mood with singing and dancing with the kids in the kitchen, putting together a puzzle and just had this vision of how I wanted the afternoon to unfold. I wanted to sit at the kitchen table with the kids and put together this little puzzle that we have and sip a cup of coffee. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to finish prepping the meals for the week that we have because it was Sunday when I when all this happened. And so I'm prepping the meals. Life was great. I was making bacon. I mean, girl, come on, right? Like, that's awesome. The house smells like bacon. All the things are going on. So there I am. I'm feeling the Holy Spirit's presence too, by by the way. Like I could just, I have a thing and I know when he's present and I just could feel him on me. And so there I was, you know, prepping and cleaning up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have my afternoon coffee because I've got this thing where in the morning I drink Americanos and then in the afternoon I like to indulge, you know, live on the edge here and have um, a bulletproof coffee. And it's literally where I brew these special, whatever, I make a bulletproof coffee, you get what I'm saying. And so it's just my indulgence. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to get everything out and I'm going to totally have an afternoon coffee. Well, here's the thing. Let me just tell you. I have this thing going on in my life where I'm 48. If I have too much coffee after a certain point in the day, I don't sleep well. Um, and so, you know, if I have coffee after, say, two o'clock, my night is disrupted. And I've had many situations where I've had to learn this the hard way. Like I've had to deduce that it was my afternoon cup of coffee that had to go. And so I started backing up that coffee and I have found the sweet spot. If I, if I have Americanos in the morning, you know, like diluted hot water and coffee in the morning, I can have an afternoon cup of coffee. And the reason why an afternoon cup of coffee no later than 1 PM serves me is because I'm 48 years old and I have three little kids. I don't have the same energy that I used to have. Not to mention, they're constantly here. Not to mention, um, we're not going outside a lot right now. So I need a lot of energy to make it through the second half of the day, especially when I get up at 4.30 in the morning and I do a little burn and brew exercise and I seek God and I do blah, blah, blah. You get it. I want an afternoon cup of coffee, right? Well, so there I was. And I was brewing my coffee, doing all the things, and all of a sudden, oops, you know what? We're going to pause for a quick break. All right, where were we? All right, so there I was making my coffee. Now, how I make my afternoon coffee is I do it in a French press. So I'm boiling the hot water, spooning the coffee in, 
And I thought, oh no, you know what? It's 2.30. Like, I just had a nap. I don't need this coffee. I want this coffee. I want to sit with this visual of myself at the kitchen table, drinking a cup of coffee, putting together a puzzle like an old woman would do, right? So I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have this. And then I thought, oh, but I really want it. So I prayed. And girl, okay, I'm a Christian life coach. I teach obedience. I teach women to seek God despite their feelings, to have, you know, when you don't feel like doing something, faith like it. I teach women this. This is like my... This is what my spiritual gifting, like it's a weird spiritual gift. And so I prayed and this is what I prayed. I kind of prayed a little bit that God would let me have this cup of coffee and that it just wouldn't hurt me, wouldn't affect my sleep. Full disclosure, that is what I prayed. And so my teapot went off. The water was done boiling. I was done praying. I poured it. I poured the hot water into my French press and I could smell it. (laughs) It smelled amazing. And so I started to put the lid on the French press and I just walked, you know, to the fridge, got my coconut milk out, my frother out, and I was excited and talking to the kids and doing the things, you know, around the kitchen, got the puzzle out, set it on the table. And immediately I was overcome with nausea. I mean, I had so much nausea that I thought, what is happening? Why am I suddenly feeling nauseous? Like, you know, I haven't done anything. Is it is it the smell of the bacon in the house? And I got the bacon out of the pan and started, you know, prepping it for whatever we were going to use it for for the day. And I just couldn't escape the nausea. And I thought, I don't even want this coffee now. And I just started to smile. <laughs> I started to smile because all I could think was, this is you, God. And I poured the cup of coffee in my husband's morning travel mug because, you know, tomorrow morning he's going to be leaving for work. He's going to be, excuse me, drinking his cup of coffee. And I thought he'll be surprised to see that, you know, there's already some extra, there's already some coffee in here. He just needs to warm it up. He doesn't have to wait for the pot of coffee, blah, blah, blah. And I just started smiling and I thought, you know what? I feel like God was saying, I got you. I got you. I, and he reminded me in that moment, make a cup of decaf. There's no reason why. I mean, I could feel all the internal dialogue happening the entire time I was making the coffee. I could feel his Holy Spirit nudging me and saying, now you know you don't need that. Now you know that's going to affect you. And I still pressed on. I still poured the coffee into the French press and I was ready to press it. I was ready to drink it. All the things I could hear the conviction of, you don't need it. You shouldn't drink it. You know, this isn't what you should do. And I still kept doing it. And there I was, it was like God sent a messenger. I'm not even kidding you to protect me something to just stop me from myself. And I stopped, I poured it into Harry's travel mug. I reached for the decaf. I know decaf is, you know, another sign of my age, right? (laughs) But I wanted the cup. And so I drank the decaf and I smiled the the whole time because all I could think was, God, you just saved me from me. You just stopped me from getting in my own way. And I know that 
You know, there are times that when I'm on autopilot and I'm weak, he is strong and I can depend on my co-pilot to help me because when I am weak, he is strong. And this was an example of it. There are probably so many examples in our lives where we don't even see his hand because he just swoops in and saves us from us, from ourselves. And it's like, it just, it was like a God wink where I felt him saying, you know what? I got you. I am here to save you from yourself. And I sat there drinking my decup cup, cup of coffee, putting together my puzzle, preparing for, you know, life as an old woman. <laughs> Enjoying every minute of it because I felt like I was having a cup of decaf with God. That he wants me to know he's with me. He's with me. And so here I am sharing this with you. And it's the next day, okay? And so this morning as I woke up, I laid in bed praying because, you know, I'm, I'm at the point now where I've got the food thing down, clearly not completely because I was willing to step over the line, even just with the coffee, but there are other areas of my life where I'm needing him to strengthen me in obedience. And some of those other areas have to do with just being more in, in the trenches, if you will, with the kids, because I'm 48 years old. I have a little boy. He likes to play imaginary games. I don't like to play imaginary games. Okay. I'm just full disclosure. And you know, he's in a season of his life where he's lonely and I'm in a season of my life where I'm old (laughs) and he constantly wants to be around me. And the girls don't really want to hang out with him because, you know, they like to do makeup and, you know, they have each other. Landon is very lonely and he shared that with me and he wants to hang out with me. And so we hang out and we do things together, but then I'm done. Like I want to just be ready. I want to wash my face. I want to get ready for bed. And he likes to be with me when I, like he's constantly with me. And I'm like, I just want time. And I hear God saying to me, lean in, invest in him, do these things. And when his cup is filled, he'll be able to be strong enough to go and do the things he wants to do on his own. And he won't have this sense of loneliness. And so I'm struggling because I'm not doing that well. And so this morning as I was lying in bed, I was praying, God, please help me to be stronger. Every morning I pray that you will show me how to align my day according to my values and not only in according in accordance to my values, but that I'll have the strength to, to obey the plan that I lay out. And God says he'll be there with me. And yet somehow I don't do it the way that I imagine doing it. And so I prayed this morning, God, help me to be there more for Landon. Help me to be there more for the children in the way I hear you nudging me to do it. And so as I was praying, a song popped in my head. And I feel like these songs, when they pop in my head in the morning, it's like God telling me, I'm here with you. I'm giving you an anthem for the day. And the song that he gave me this morning, I think it's a hill song song. There was another in the fire. And I just started to smile because it just reminded me that he is with us in the fire. He is so faithful. I mean, even when I think about the lyrics from that song, 
I'm just going to think about them for a minute because girl, like I said, you don't ever want to hear me sing. There's, there's a grace when the heart is under fire. Another way when the walls are closing in, there's another in the fire holding us back from ourselves. Think about that for a minute. There's another in the fire keeping you from the certain danger that's around you. If he will do this for me, he's going to do it for you. I mean, the way I see yesterday, he was holding me back from myself, from the harm of the caffeine that keeps me from the rest, that keeps me from being alert and being able to be obedient and help and keep me from being the mom that I need him, that I need to be, that he needs me to be. Had I drank that caffeine and had I stayed up late, I wouldn't be available to do his work that he needs me to do today. I mean, his word says that he's faithful and he'll show us a way out so that we can endure any and all temptation. I mean, I'm just thinking about rambling about really the lyrics of that song. There's another in the fire standing next to me. There's another in the, in the waters holding back the seas and his power lives in me. When I'm weak, he is strong. When my autopilot is weak, my co-pilot is strong. Because we have a relationship with him. And when we have a relationship with him, even in weight loss, that relationship is centered on trust. He saves us from ourselves. We're never alone. We're never alone when we seek him. He's in the fire with us. He's holding us back, even from ourselves. So I would encourage you, keep seeking him. Keep trusting in him. Keep praying and walking in the direction of that prayer and build that trust because just when you think you're weak, he is strong, he's going to help you. There are moments, and I'm an example of it, where he will step in and co-pilot mode will be enacted. This is the second time I have witnessed it. The first time was when he said no to me when my flesh was weak at the beginning of my journey and he made he made what it was that I was being tempted to step into. He made it unavailable to me. I wanted the creme brulee despite having prayed that I wouldn't be able, that I wouldn't eat the dessert. I wanted that creme brulee. I ordered that creme brulee. If you know this story, if you don't, my sincere apologies. And when I ordered it, he winked at me and said, there is no more creme brulee. And just like yesterday, I wanted that coffee. And instead, I prayed that coffee. I prayed the wrong thing. I prayed that coffee wouldn't hurt me. And he said, guess what? That coffee won't hurt you because that coffee is not available to you. There's another in this fire. He's holding you back and protecting you even from yourself. But that only comes when the two of you are in a relationship together, even in this area of your life. And you have shown him repeatedly time and time again that you are faithful, that you trust him, that you seek him, you pursue him, you desire his will, even over yours, even over creme brulee and hot cups of coffee in the afternoon while it's snowing outside and you want to put together a puzzle and have this picturesque afternoon. There's another in the fire and he is going to save you from yourself when you are weak because he is strong even in weight loss.
All right, we interrupt this program to bring to you a very funny story. So, Haley, Daddy, there's a memory we had this week. Oh. <laughs> we had a that memory this up. week about how <clears throat> one day <laughs> Haley got off of the bus and I didn't know what was going on. You went down to get her because the way our house is set up, Haley has to get, we have a dead end road. So we have to drive to the end of the road to pick her up from the bus stop. Come on over here. And so daddy, I said, daddy, I said, Hey, if you're home, go down to the end of the road and pick up Haley. So he did, he got home from work and he went down there. Tell us what happened when you got off the bus. Okay. So I got off the bus and dad, normally he goes to the other side of 307 so he can turn around. Yeah. yeah. So that oh, we I don't have to turn around. I can just go straight. It doesn't forward. matter. Uh, well, it doesn't yeah. matter. So they dropped me off on the opposite side of where he was on our road. And so I was like waving over dad. I was like, come on, dad. And I thought that he just like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't move. And I thought he was playing a joke on me. So I was just like, okay, whatever. So I started walking. Oh, Here comes Landon. Hold on a second. He walked in the room with his own music. Wait a second. By the way, I have cameras everywhere, so I saw that. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow. So you saw daddy sleeping, or you saw him, you thought he was kidding around with you. Yeah, so I just, I just kept, I just kept walking down our road, and eventually I got to the house, and he still wasn't coming, and I was like, what the heck, he, he has to be joking, so I went downstairs, and I told mom, dad's still at the bus stop, he didn't, he didn't, like, come and get me, or whatever, and she's like, yeah, that's so funny, whatever, and then we looked down the road, and he's still there. And I was calling him and texting him. He wasn't responding. Yeah. So, Dad, Harry, what, what's your side of the story? It was a long day at work, and it was hot out. And actually, it wasn't all that hot, but I don't remember. It was more just you were tired. I was tired, and I was waiting and waiting, waiting for the bus. And so I just rolled up the windows, and I leaned my, leaned my head up against the window, and I just... Closed my eyes, and that's all she wrote. I did not hear the bus go by. I didn't hear Haley he calling you and texting you. I didn't you. hear anybody calling or texting. So how did we get him? How did, what did we do? Um, I woke up finally. I woke up finally, and then I called you, and I said, where the heck is Haley, and where's the bus? <laughs> I said, how long, how long am I supposed to wait here? And you said, um, Haley's already home. Yeah. And I said, don't, don't mess with me because I'm tired and I don't feel like playing this game. And you said, Haley couldn't wake you up. She's already home. <laughs> I said, uh -huh. oh, okay. Do you want to tell us about the time when you took Haley grocery shopping and something happened? Wait, which one? Which one? When you were riding on the front of the grocery cart. Oh, I'm trying to angle. And I told you, don't step off. You have to stay on there. I'm going to let you talk. I want to hear your side of it. Anyhow. So we're going down the aisle and we knew we had nothing more to get in that aisle. So I was moving pretty quickly, but I was looking off to one direction. Looking off to not, the side. Not, not the band. Mm -hmm. I was looking off into another area of the store as we were walking. And the next thing I know, I was stepping on Haley's feet and she was screaming.
because she jumped off the cart. I ran right over her and her feet were (laughs) under the cart and the front of the cart was on her head. And you're laughing now. Haley, how does that make you feel? I don't know, but (laughs) this is my side of the story. So I, dad was going fast and I don't remember why I got off. I think, oh, we were going by flowers and I wanted to smell them. That was it. I remember the colors. They were purple and pink. And so I got off and then I just couldn't make it. So I just like kind of fell backwards. And then all I remember just screaming at at dad and I'm like, dad. And you were looking up from the cart where he was just standing and holding it. Yeah. Okay. So up through the bottom of the cart. So now this is why, this is why I don't let you take the children anywhere or pick them up. (laughs) Oh, you're going to eat that apple pie, Landon? How about using some silverware?